Welcome to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast. My name is Michael Sean Dubron. Here are my co-host Christopher Kid. Make sure you follow us both up on the tweet machine. Follow me at Mike Dugar. That's M-I-K-E. D-U-G-A-R Chris, talk to him What is up everybody? It's your boy Christopher Kidd Be sure to follow me on Twitter at C-K-I-D-D-206 And that's C-Kidd-206 Before we get into anything Seahawks related Which we will, of course, I promise, I swear Can we, we, we first need to talk about Saturday morning Well no, Saturday, was this, afternoon? Yes, yes. After Sa- Saturday afternoon we have to play some flag football I see Chris tweet the video He's with the police And I'm like, oh, wait a, wait a minute and then I remember that Chris said he was going to play Madden against a member of the Seattle Police Department. I couldn't remember why. And honestly, I still can't. But thankfully, we have Chris to explain to us. It's on. It's all on Chris's Twitter, by the way. We still got the videos up? <laughs> Everything is still up. Yeah. Uh, go to Chris's Twitter. He just told you where it is. Against the, who, who are you playing? Why? How the, how the hell did that happen? It all started by, I saw a lot of police brutality on the internet behind, by the means of police officers mm-hmm. racing young people and burning them there was a race like some beating them in the race beating them in the race right, i'm talking right. maybe 60 yards mm-hmm. the officer destroyed the kid and the okay. kid might have pulled his hammy the way he he fell like a young kid I, he might have been 18 okay i mean i call him a kid because i'm old right gotcha <laughs> and then i saw another clip officer playing 1v1 and he hit the young man with a step back fadeaway jumper nothing but net the first time i said at spd you guys trying to race because I'm not losing to no- nobody on your on your staff. Right. Nobody. Which is a bold proclamation. It Those is. are in shape. Exactly. They go through I, I, camp and everything. As soon as I sent that, I said, that probably wasn't smart, because if they really challenged me and I lose, right. and it's on video, mm-hmm. I'm deleting my Twitter. Gotcha. And they didn't respond. They liked it. They didn't respond. Then I saw that other video, 1v1, step back jumper. I said, okay, y'all trying to 1v1 me. I see you don't want to race. And these 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 cop videos that you're mentioning were not in Seattle or Washington. They were not. They're, none, just, they're just viral. They're videos. just viral videos gotcha. that okay. I just happened to comment on, quote t- quote retweet on, mm-hmm. or quote tweet however you want to say it. And this time, someone responded. I didn't know at the time who it was. They responded to the hoop one, and they're like, "Oh, maybe play some games." And I said, "Well, what game are you looking at?" And they said Fortnite. I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Twenty six years old. I don't play Fortnite." There's an age gap on Fortnite. I everyone plays Fortnite. No? I don't. But I'm saying it's not like a is that like a kids game? I believe it's a kids game. All really? my and a, a bunch of NFL guys play that. Richard Sherman, Mike Davis. They I suck at it. it. I okay. suck at it too. That's another. thing. I've never played it. I don't. You're even know good. How it works. Good. It's nothing. I don't. I don't play it. Okay. But you turned down Fortnite. Turned down Fortnite, and mm-hmm. I said, "What about Madden? What's up with Madden?" And immediately he, re- someone at the Seattle Police Department responded, "I'm gonna slide the DMs. Let's do it from the police department account." Yep. Oh boy. And then. Two minutes later, we started chopping it up in the DMs, and he said, yeah, this is going to be great. By the way, I haven't played Madden in a few years. I might be a little rusty. I said, it's all good. It's all, it's all fun and games. It's, you know, I'm, I'm excited. This this will be fun. And we set a date, told a few people about it. We didn't really promote it that much, which I, yeah, I wasn't expecting a crowd there, which is good because yeah. I whooped on them. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get to that. Where did you guys play again? We played at U Village, Microsoft Store. Okay, up they, in, they up said the U District. They, they closed down the back. And we had a huge TV to play on. It was it was cool. Had donuts. I mean, he would bring donuts as a police officer. Of course. And I told him, "Yeah, wear a uniform next time." Because when you when you when people would walk back there and it was a private event, people were wondering who we were. Right. Had he had his uniform on? Oh, it wouldn't have been a question. Next time we're gonna have he's gonna have his uniform. We're gonna play Fortnite because I guess every Friday around twenty five or so kids go down to U Village and they play 
Fortnite at the Microsoft store oh. for about an hour. And he said, Chris, you down? I said, man. After this performance in Madden, I feel as if I should. And you just played in one game. Played in one game. How did you? Okay, you guys don't. If you guys don't know, Chris ran with the Browns. Uh, yeah. Right, and he dude ran with the Saints. Who was yeah. the officer's name? Let's call him out real quick. Officer Sean. Officer Sean. Does oh, he have last name? Oh, you want the full? Oh, I mean, I'll find it. No, no, no. I know you'll find it. Let me go on. We just follow each other on Twitter. I forgot his last name, but it's Officer Sean. And he ran with the Saints. He ran, ran with, with the, the Saints. Browns. What was the final score? 32-0. 32 <laughs> to nothing. How many minutes were the quarters? Five? Six. Six-minute quarters. Yeah. My man did not score a point. No, I didn't. let. I I really... I. Part of me was saying, just let him score. And then another part of me was, no, I'm not letting a Husky get a touchdown. That's... I couldn't. Nope. Not yes. going to be able to do it. That's an important piece of this, that yeah, we're he's a Husky, and he is a grad from from the University of Washington. We don't want to say that name. God dang it, Mike. No, it's fine. Poor guy. His school needs to get called out for their, their incompetence today. <laughs> that I'm, all, I'm all right with that. That I am okay with. Was it you find his name? Man, he followed me. I got Man, it's deep in here. Yeah, he got a lot of traction after, oh, I th- after that. And he, oh, here it is. Sean Whitcomb. Oh, yeah. Officer Sean Whitcomb. Get your Madden game up, bro. <laughs> Get your man game up. <laughs> he might beat me in Fortnite. It might be over. He didn't score a point? Didn't score a not point. Not even a field goal? No, I, I did not give him the luxury of getting beyond the 50. No, he got beyond the 50, but I ended up making a few plays here and there. And how would it, Real quick, how did the team select it? Random? Yeah, three randoms. Three well, randoms. He's, he went with the first random, and he got a really bad team. I said, you have two more randoms you can select. He got another good team for his second round, and then the third pick was the Saints. And he's like, oh, I'm taking the Saints. It's like a smart move. I got the... I forgot who I had. The Seahawks, the Browns. I forgot my third selection, and I just went with the Browns because Baker's kind of nice. Score one for the brothers beating the cops. <laughs> just going to say it. Just going to say it before we hop into our topic. That just threw me off. I was like, why is Chris with the police? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that thing I still need to explain. It. But, okay, we're we're caught up there. That was a very interesting Saturday. I'm glad you won. Oh, I, I was glad, real too. Hot if you lost. I would have been – I wouldn't have tweeted. <laughs> there wouldn't have been <laughs> – <laughs> someone said, I forget who asked for updates. Might have been a couple of people, but I know someone said, hey, just update us every quarter. And if I was losing, there would not be any updates. Yeah. I would. It would just, oh, I did the event. People are going to ask how I did. I would tell you I lost, but right. I wouldn't tweet about it. Right. I, I won. I get the flex. Yeah, you smoked him. <laughs> he had to give up the sticks. 32, nothing? <laughs> oh, my God. Pass the sticks. Oh, I might just start tweeting the police. Actually, no, I'm not going to antagonize the police. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. For this, reasons this, that this, I do this not have it. to specify. <laughs> All right, now we can get into the Seahawks. I wanted people to know about that because that was really funny, really random. Uh, by I, I might add, but at least you won. Yes. Oh, because you'd be I'd be letting you know if you lost. Oh, you lost yesterday. Oh, let's not let's not get into that technical difficulties. Let's <laughs> jump into to, to some Seahawks stuff, Chris. And I want to talk about because you know you know everyone knows here. I hate analyzing the draft right after it happens. I hate it. There's no point unless you're someone like uh our guy Dane. At the athletic, Dane Brugler, he knows. I trust him to analyze right after. So, a year later, though, I feel a lot better. Like we have a year, we're a year and some change. What a year and a month removed from the Seahawks taking their 2018 draft class, and basically, there's a lot of we we know a lot about these guys in that just short time. Like Michael Dixon's already an All Pro, you know, thir- 13 months after being drafted, you know, and you know guys like Rashad are already like, uh oh. Are you going to be anything? It's already one guy off the team. <laughs> yeah. 13 months later, Alex Magoo. So I want, I want to talk about that draft class a little bit because it feels a little bit better 
to analyze them and talk about them a year later after we've already seen them hit the field. We've already seen, you know, in a lot of their cases, we've seen them have an offseason to get their bodies right, which Rashad was talking about at the last OTA. Real quick, man, you know how awkward it is when we talk about bodies, man. Talk about guys losing weight. We still got to do our... Our Sports Illustrated podcast. The, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you remember just, that? Yeah, no, I remember. Because <laughs> w- this is the crazy thing, right? So Rashad Penny was up there talking about at the podium at the last uh, or- OTA. I think that was last Thursday or Wednesday. And he was talking about, like most guys in their first or second year, talk about, hey, you know, I cut a bunch of weight in the offseason. I changed my diet. I hired a chef. I started meal prepping. I stopped eating chicken wings. You know, all the basic stuff that guys say after their first or second year. I mean, Shaquille said the same stuff. Um, he hired a chef for him and Shaquem, and Shaquille's going to what year three, right? And it brought me, it made me think about this thing that guys always say: the rookies or second year dudes, they always say, you know, so and so taught me how to be a pro, or like, what's the difference between year this year and last year? They'd be like, oh, I learned how to be a pro. It's like, yeah, this guy taught me how to be a pro. I know how to be a pro. You know what a lot of that actually is, Chris? It is these guys learning the simplest stuff, like having a bedtime. Like, not eating McDonald's every other day. No lie. Because I've talked to some of these guys. I'm not going to name any dudes. But dudes will make it really clear. And veterans have told me this, too. And a lot of the times, these rookies just, A, don't realize they need to come in and get, like, treatment on, like, ailments, like calves, get their calves rubbed on before practice or sit in a cold tub. They don't know they're supposed to do stuff like that. They don't know they just can't eat chicken wings at 3 in the morning when they're, you know, home on the bye week. They don't know that, like, hey, man, all that fast food is bad for you. All those carbs are bad for you. Bro, this is basic stuff. Is it? Am I tripping? This is basic, like, nutrition, like if you're an athlete. Right? I remember doing taking these steps when I was in high school. High school? And I was preparing to for track and field and trying to be the best at that. It's You should learn these things early. I'm like, how did you get where you're at if you don't know that you can't eat a bunch of McDonald's? Being and a, gifted. That's what it comes down to. You, being is gift- it really that simple, you think? I mean, you don't know how mad I get. Before I had my hamstring injury, how many times I'd have to go warm up for 30 minutes and then see someone just show up, maybe late, run a few sprints, and they're ready to go and be ready. Yeah. And be ready. Whereas me, I got to take about 20 minutes, almost 30, to get my body, my legs ready to do the activity. And, like, this is – and I'm not just uh, highlighting the guys in the rookie class from this year. That's everybody. Like, I've talked to veterans, rookies. You know, uh, this is a really good – if you want a really good example of this, I wrote a story about Shaquem Griffin in December last year, and he talked about, you know, learning from Bobby all this simple stuff, you know, just, like, setting a schedule. He was like, yeah, you know, watching Bobby, I learned the importance of setting a schedule. I was just like, really? <laughs> Didn't learn that in – High school, college? I mean, imagine being like a first-round pick and not recognize. I mean, Shaquem was a fifth-rounder, but like you hear from all these guys, you know, setting schedules, coming in early. It's not a necessity for them at the time. They just do what they need to do, and that's it. Which is really crazy to think about. It, what makes, it also makes me realize why coaches really tout guys who have the really good work ethic. Like I'm working on a story on Cody Barton, and one of the things people talk about is, you know, him working really hard, the type of guy who – you know, if if everyone's like, hey, Cody, you're about to go to the bar, he might be like, nah, man, I need to finish going over these blitzes, you know, or going over these, you know, defensive coverages. And I'll, that, I'll meet you guys later. And that goes a long way. A coach would rather have a guy that's going to look at the playbook. Granted, he might not play any snaps, but right. he's always invested in putting in the work to get to be a starter, even though it might not happen in year one or two. Coaches look at that. Mm-hmm. If, if Mike's going to go out and party, but Joe is going to sit there and study – Okay, Mike might be our starter, but Joe's putting in a lot of work, 
Mike goes down, guess who's up? And Joe. And we feel good about Joe. And they man. feel go go. They feel good about it, and that's the difference there. I gotta ask Cody if he eats cheeseburgers. I would no, say yes. No lie, because like I've said on the show, like I don't even eat red meat. Like if I know how to take care of my body already, like these guys pro athletes are just learn. It, it blows my mind. Like it's it's really weird. Also, in college, you have a strength coach. <laughs> like, Doesn't mean you're following directions or listening. That's true. You, kids don't listen. It might honestly come down to kids not listening. Which is fair. I mean, you you get a scholarship to play football. Are you really going to listen to everything your strength and conditioning coach tells you? You might listen to the things that are important to you that you believe. But if he says you can't eat red meat, you might say, what? No, I'm eating red meat, man. You know how I got here eating red meat? Yeah, that's true. People are stubborn. I'm stubborn. so I think everyone is at, to an extent. But, yeah, it's just stuff you just can't do. I guess, yeah. It it's, makes tough. It. it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's a line that's... It's blurred. Because <laughs> guys just say always that. say I learned to be a pro, and I've, I've been digging on what that means. And really the consensus I've got is just like taking care of your body and eating right and getting sleep. And it's just like, what were you doing before? I was living <laughs> my best life. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Some guys be first-round picks and like just learn the importance of like nutrition. It's like, wow, you were really good in college if you yeah. was eating cheeseburgers and winning the Heisman. <laughs> it's like, nothing, man. They're, they're gifted, and they've worked very hard. And that's it. That's what it comes down to. But now, when they work very hard, they have, they eat. They're eating healthy. Well, not everyone's gifted too. I mean, not, now everyone is at this level. I get I what mean. you're saying, but yeah. yeah. But now, when you're eating healthy, you're listening. Now you become even better. Now you're seeing things that you didn't know you're capable of doing just because you're eating well. Your weight's down, and you're you're thinking, "Dang, I'm why am I, why am I losing this much weight?" Well, you're actually healthy, which yeah. is a good thing. Which is. Just so wild, but it was a long-winded way of getting into like the, the draft class, starting with Rashad Penny. If you don't remember the 2018 class, it was Rashad Penny, Rasheem Green, Will Disley, Shaquem Griffin, Trey Flowers, Michael Dixon, Jamarco Jones, Jacob Martin, and quarterback Alex Magoo, who we won't really talk about because he's not on the team anymore. Uh, he was bad in the preseason. Pete Carroll said he was bad. He was on the practice squad, and no one talked about him again, and then they let him walk. And where did he sign? Jacksonville? Was he in Jacksonville? I don't even remember, man. I, I, I think he's in Jacksonville. Once I, he was gone, I... It is what it is. Because I remember thinking that Gardner Minshew had a shot because, yep, 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 he's on Jacksonville. Alex, Good like for Alex, him. By the way, good kid. Just was like, yeah, man, can't throw. So, <laughs> if, no, seriously, if you can't throw, you have no business in this league. You know, unless, never mind, I'm not going get to in, get into that. But I want to start with Rashad, Chris, because he's probably the most interesting draft pick they had. Maybe it's Shaquem. Is it? If I had to, I would say it might be between Shaquem and Trey Flowers, in my opinion. What did you think of Rashad's? First first year, didn't have, didn't really start. Did he, he think he made one start, uh, four hundred yards and some change? I think a couple touchdowns. Like, what did you think of his first year? His first year was a roller coaster for him. He never got settled in. He had a few highlight plays that showed, oh, this is why they drafted him. Correct. But ultimately, it never was consistent enough for the Seahawks to say, this is your this is this is your role, pretty much. They put him in wherever they f- they felt necessary. Mm-hmm. And we were looking up his snap count prior to hopping on. It's not good. No, he didn't. He didn't have a lot of snaps. That's not good for your first round, twenty seven overall pick. It's not good. No, no, it's not. And that's why I said the season was more of a roller coaster. It wasn't consistent. There wasn't a time where we knew, oh, this is what he's going to be doing next week. He had one good week, and then next week, well, Chris Carson's still the running back. I I don't know where that puts Rashad Penny. And then Mike Davis was also in the loop, and right. that made things even more of a challenge for him. 
It was roller coaster. It do, was tough. Do you think it's unfair to maybe be critical of him knowing that he had? Because I'm really critical. Because I think to have to be the first round pick and not come in and uh, be the starter right away, I think is honestly pretty. At the running back position, I consider that disappointing with what we know about rookie running backs. Like you look at what Kareem has done, Alvin, Saquon, Zeke, you know, even a Philip Lindsay who was undrafted ended up like making the Pro Bowl. So I have high expectations for rookie running backs, no matter where you are taken, but particularly if you are taken in the first round. You think it's unfair maybe for to be critical of him in that way, like I am, knowing that he had a bunch of injuries, had the I finger, would say, had the had an ankle, had a knee. I would say in his position, maybe, maybe just because Chris Carson. I think you can put him to be a starter almost anywhere in the league. Shouldn't Rashad come in and be better than Chris, though? It's good that they're both good, but, like, shouldn't he? He, sh- he should, but at the same time, again, going back to Chris Carson, he can start basically anywhere in the league. If it, if you go Alvin Kamara or Chris Carson, it's almost a, f- a flip of the coin who's going to start that week. It's not – we're definitely starting Alvin Kamara. I mean, Chris Carson carries his own weight. He's a beast. That's my point. 1,100 yards last year, I think. And that's my point. That's tough to live up to. Granted, Chris Carson had a solid year prior. He just got injured, and we didn't get to see the progression as the career, as the season went on. Yeah, Rashad was coming in, climbing a mountain, and the things just didn't work out. You being critical of him being a first-round pick and not getting it done, I respect it. But then also I look at the side of, dang, <laughs> he was going up against a really good running back. If he won that position, then he'd have to be – He'd have to be better. He had to be better than what Chris Carson had this year. Do you think it was concerning that he had two games in which he did not play an offensive snap? Yes, last that's year? concerning, and that had to do with Mike Davis being that good. And now Mike Davis is gone. Now he is filling that role. He should be, based on what we've just talked about him being a first round pick. He needs to be that Mike Davis this season. If not, we might see Travis Homer. We might see J.D. McKissick. We might see a guy who you said projected to make the roster. CJ Pro size. That's right. I did do a roster projection. Yeah, I thought they actually pre- did pretty good on that. I feel real. I, I would I'm put it against anybody else who does one right now. I don't. I think I'm pretty spot on. I th- I think I would get like 51 of 53 right. That's good. I'm pretty confident. That's an A. That's A minus. That's A plus. That's whatever. A minus. Oh, it's, it's it's A. But let me do the math. My point on that is simple. Rashad has to be that guy. That that leads me to my next question then. What are, what are some reasonable expectations for him in year two then? Because you mentioned Chris Carson. He's not gone. No. Nope. Right? He's still on the roster. Nope. So should we is, is Rashad going to be the starter? No. Is Rashad he, is going to be the he, – he, ideally, he needs to be the second guy. That's what you would want, the second guy. That's – I don't know is if that that's too much? good. You don't know if that's good. First-round pick, man. You want to be the second dude? Two other guy you got in the seventh round. Here's my thing with Rashad here. That's what, it's, really, it's really unfair to him. Because we're not gonna. Then maybe we should take some of these shots at the Seahawks drafting. That's a good question. Should because, we pin some of this on the Seahawks? I mean, you drafted this guy as you as you're pointing out. We know he's first round. Because I guess Rashad doesn't control where he's drafted. No, he does. So that's true. He's. Pl- I mean, granted, he didn't play his best. We know. We both know that. Right. We he, can like look. you said. He did have some moments. I think he, he had a hundred yard game against the Rams. His, the, the game against the Packers. He when had he that ran big behind, run against yeah, the Packers. Exactly. I mean, he had a few of those that, that last season. I think he had one against the Vikings like that. As, We've as seen well. the flashes, but it's about consistency in this game. In any game, if you're not consistent, you're going to be on the pine. And when That's Mike true. Davis is consistent, it's tough for this guy to get on the field. What That's are you going to do? You're going to just throw him out there? After, I mean, it's tough. But go ahead, Mike. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. That, that's a good point. I didn't really think about putting, you know, a lot of the onus on the coaching staff because I figured they would play the guys who are ready, you know. But to have games where 
you know, I think what is it? we found two games where Rashad didn't have any offensive snaps. Yeah. Um, you know, I think against when Chris Carson got hurt in week three against Dallas and then in week four against Arizona, it was only Mike Davis and and, and Rashad that were healthy and options to be the starter. They went with Mike. It was just like, I mean, that it worked out, right? Mike had 100 yards, I think, and two touchdowns. Best game of his life. But that probably helped get him paid too. But that's got to be Rashad, though. It's got to be. This year it has to be. The best thing that I think for Rashad Penny is he has a really good year and he goes and gets paid elsewhere. He lives up to that first-round projection two years ago and he finds it in his third and fourth year. A team says, ooh, he might not have blossomed with the Seahawks, but guess what? And he'll blossom elsewhere if that's what it comes down to regarding to him needing to be that first-round thump that they were that the Seahawks were probably looking for and they haven't received yet. That's what I would project – happening for him I really can't see him slipping up and just blowing Chris Carson out the water and Chris Carson becoming number two Chris Carson no because Chris Carson's a beast he's just too good he flips over people he runs through people like Chris Carson is everything man he can catch Chris can catch too and he can pass block he's all down back Chris is really all I think they got in the seventh round he's one of those anomalies one more one last thing on, on on Rashad Penny here should should the Seahawks maybe try to get him involved in the as a kick returner maybe to get why not you you want to get him on the field, right? So they you think they should switch Tyler? Like, I, th- I like, think take Tyler out of. Uh, I think they should games? personally just because punch too. Oh yeah. yeah, why not? I think with Tyler, not to go too much on him, he is he is way more dynamic on receiving the ball. Mm-hmm. He can be way more of a threat. I'm not discrediting him on punt return, but you just look at what he does offensively. I mean, he had a career last year in receiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why 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 even? I mean, does Antonio Brown do punt returns? Not, not anymore. Any, not anymore. He used to, but as he got better and be started becoming that he's our number one receiver, we're going to line you up and we're just going to throw you the ball. Who else does that? Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, right? Uh, he's I, another guy. Does Julian Elliman do punts for them? You know Bill Belichick don't care. He Serious question? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't know. If he could, he'd probably put Brady out there. <laughs> oh, that'd be slow. You want to talk about deceptive speed. <laughs> but I'd, I personally would say put Rashad any and everywhere just to get him comfortable. Get his confidence up. If you can play him at punt return, he takes he did that at San Diego. Punt yeah. return, kick return. And that's a little different in college. Though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hmm. But that gets his confidence up. Does Tyreek Hill do well he might not do anything now. But does he does He did. He, yeah, he did. He there. did. He did punt so return. So it is possible to leave Tyler back there. It is, but I personally would love to see Tyler just doing his thing wide receiver wise because I feel he is more how do I say this? I think it's more beneficial. Mm. Do, you, do you think they should put Rashad on kicks and punts? Why not? Yeah. Get him comfortable. Get yeah. him Get him believing that he is more than just a running back. What did Tyler Larkin say he wants to do? He wants to do it all. I get right. it. I can't be mad at Tyler for saying he wants to do everything. Yeah. But also there's this thing called health, and we want you to be healthy at the wide receiver position more than anything. We would hate for you to go out there and get destroyed on a kick return, and now you're out, and we can't use you at all. Right. Whereas if you get hurt receiving, well, we knew what we were getting into when we signed you up for the spot. Fair enough. Fair enough. I hope Rashad gets it going, and that's what sake. and that's why I think punt return, kick return could do. The thing is, for me, is last thing on him is that for, for for any first round pick, I think the expectations are sometimes unreasonably high. Like I think for personally, I don't know how other people feel. I think your first round pick to justify that being a hit, quote unquote, got to make the Pro Bowl while they're on your team. They have to make a Pro Bowl, you know. Um Second round, third round, it's a little different. But, yeah, for the, your first-round pick, that guy, for what you're paying him, the draft capital you're using, first round, uh, Pro Bowl. At some point, maybe not a rookie, second year, even if in their fourth year they're a Pro Bowl. Right? Like, for example, 
I honestly think, I don't think this will happen, but if Jermaine Effetti was to be like super dope this year and make the Pro Bowl and you're four, I would consider that a successful draft pick. I really would. Like, that's a hit. You found Pro Bowl right tackle at the 30, again, 31st, 32nd, I can't I cannot think of anything right now. <laughs> but, like, that's that's the expectation I have. And if you're in the top ten, then I expect all pro. You, I expect an all – you'd turn into one. Maybe not on your rookie deal, but, like, turn into one eventually, depending on what position you are. Like, that's – and I think Rashad, he's going to never really get that because of Chris. With Chris Carson healthy, I don't – I just don't see it happening. Uh, you know, Chris Carson didn't make the Pro Bowl last year. He had 1,100 yards in 14 games or something like that. So – I think the expectations are high as they should be. It sucks that I don't think he'll reach them while Chris Carson is here. Maybe that that changes with an injury or something. I hope Chris Carson doesn't get hurt. But yeah, it's it's tough to for Rashad. I think it's tough to evaluate and the Seahawks put it put him in a bad spot taking him there when they already had a guy like Chris. It's just tough. I hope he figures it out though. Well, let's keep it. Let's let's talk about even more how tough it is because the Seahawks went DN. With oh, Rasheem Green. Rasheem's another guy too, injured. Yeah, I injured mean, last year. They had injuries all up across their their team. Last I mean, year. their first three picks. Well, yeah, their first three picks that year. You're right. Yeah, all dealing with injuries. Rasheem. Yeah, that's true. I forget what he had ankle. I guess we should have looked all this up. But I mean, I wrote it all down somewhere. I actually talked to Rasheem during the off season. You know, he's really confident this year. What did you think about his year one? It's tough to say. I mean, <laughs> when you. If you look at the stats, it's which not, there aren't many. That's that's not eye popping. <laughs> There's no games no, played no, no. says ten. Oh boy, and that means he was just out there snap wise. Uh, he had yeah. one sack, and that was against the Packers. Oh, that was a big sack too. It was. It was after. I think it was in the red zone. It was after. Uh, Shaquille Shaquille got beat by Devontae Adams. Yeah, on fifty yarder. It was amazing. I reeled that off quick. <laughs> God, I remember that. I've watched that play a lot. Yeah. It, it was third and five, and Rasheem, there's pressure. Aaron Rodgers rolls up to the left. He wraps him up. Great play by him, but that was the only standout play because after that, it was inconsistency, and then it was injury. After it was December 23rd, I forget who they were playing. December 23rd, I know he got hurt. It was that. And he was, he's been battling injuries, but that one, that was, it, was, it was it. That was It was over. There was nothing else. The season was done, and now he's confident. I mean, he's still the same guy that we expect him to be. Good hands, quick feet, powerful dude. I'm looking forward to seeing what he's gonna do this season. To what he do last year? I really there wasn't much. No, the there, tape. He had one sack. Yeah, not a lot of pressures. It just wasn't a was great. The, he was he was banged up. It was tough. And now he's coming in, and there's gonna be competition. <laughs> yeah, like they've written drafted another guy who plays his exact spot. Yeah. They're going to use Nas in that same it's, spot. They went and signed Ziggy Ansah at that, for the most he part, He is fighting for his job. Quentin Jefferson plays that same defensive end, defensive tackle role. It's hard. What do you think, Mike? What are your What are your projections for him this year? It's it's tough, man. Look at all those guys I just named. Uh, there we go. All the guys I just named could be starters. For real. Not maybe not all at once, you know what I mean? I but know, like, but they're all in that in that role of, well, yeah, he could definitely be our starter. Oh, he could be our starter. It's like if the starting lineup in week one against who do they play? The Bengals, Bengals. first? It, if it was Ziggy, Puna, Jaron, and Quentin Jefferson, it wouldn't be surprising. If it was if it was if it was LJ, Puna, Jaron, and Rasheem, wouldn't be surprising. You know, if it was like Ziggy, Cassius Marsh, Puna and Jaron, you know, there's so many defensive ends, you know, that you can mix in there. It's really it's an eight man rotation. So as long as you're cracking the eight man rotation, you're fine. But again, it's the draft capital. 
Where did they take Rasheem? Third. I'm trying to think 50, of what, what spot, though. Oh. Uh, I had the draft class in front of me. I, I lost it. But, like, they took him high. We're at the point where I think, nah, man, you need to be in the rotation right now, especially when they got rid of Frank. When they get rid of Frank and basically all the defense, and they're bringing in guys like Ziggy, they're they're desperate at defensive end. You know, I, I I have high expectations for guys taking it on day one and day two. You know, I really want you to contribute in your second year. First first round picks, I need you to contribute right away. Second and second and third round dudes, like yo, come on, give me some sacks. I need at least six. six I think I think that's reasonable. I think I that's doable. Six. I think when he's healthy. And he's in the rotation. I think six is definitely possible for Rasheem. I think anything less than that, I probably would not be satisfied. I think he'll definitely get six. Granted, he stays healthy. Yeah. And I don't know what happens if he after that. Well, because I mean, honestly, in week twelve after that, what was that? So I guess week fourteen he got injured. injured week thirteen he got week thirteen or fourteen he got injured. He only had one sec prior to that. He's gonna have to be off the jump. You're gonna have to hear. Well, you have to see it. And the opportunities are gonna be there though. That's for for all these guys. No one no one here is really battling. Well, Shaquem is in a tough spot. Very but tough. Yeah, he's he's in a tough one. They're just load. They loaded up on linebackers. <laughs> it's not good. They got one guy who might go to jail. Like, <laughs> they're just they're just that that's some comp- that's some tough competition at that spot. But otherwise, the opportunities are going to be there. The play time will be there in training camp in the preseason. And yeah, I think I six sacks. I don't know a number on pressures. I would say double, triple that. Okay, maybe something around. 18 to 21 pressures. I really need him getting after it because I have high expectations for the team. Like, if you're going to be a playoff team, you need guys like Rashad. You need guys like Rasheem getting busy. So I don't have low expectations for those guys. You know, I think, yeah, I'd, six, six sacks sound right? I think that's perfect. I would lean more towards maybe four or five, but what's wrong with six? Yeah. Nothing wrong with Aim six. High. Nothing wrong with six. Aim I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I don't cut slack for the guys who and second then, and even first, then, first and Ziggy second might picks. not be ready. That's true too. And I mean, am I saying because the speculation is we don't know if he's going to be ready? Well, if he's not ready, this is where Rasheem and other guys step in and they make plays and they create a name for themselves. Oh, uh, Rasheem was the 79th pick. That's what it was. By okay. the way, that was the pick that you predicted correctly, yeah, right? Yeah, it was that one and Will Disley. Like yeah, those are the only two I got. You, hey man, that's better than any, that's better than <laughs> a lot of people. It was yeah. a fun day, man. Yeah, no, he was uh, he was on a <laughs> that was back to back days actually because Will Disley, who we'll talk about right now, was a fourth round pick, and Will's another interesting one because what he got hurt in week four. Yeah, it was but f- for like four weeks. He was the best tight end on the roster. Really, Might have really been the three weeks, but uh, no, nah, Tyler was still killing. <laughs> Tyler was on fire, but like, what do you what did you think? Do you think actually I put it this way because Will had such a short year and he's expected to be ready for the for twenty nineteen the start of the season. Coming off the injury with how good he was, do you think that will continue? Do you oh. think this type of stuff he did in weeks one, two, and three, because he got hurt early in week four, do you think the type of stuff he did against the Bears, who had a touchdown, uh, the Broncos, where he also had a touchdown, do you think that stuff that he did can carry into year two? I believe it will. I don't see why it wouldn't. Granted, maybe rookie wall, you never know, any reason. Rookie wall, definitely. But People having film on him. The teams didn't have film on him. Like that now they do. Just two games. He might have gotten even better after this. True. He could have. I mean, but that could be a that could be why teams. No, could. absolutely. But I I look at what he was looked to do when he was with UW. It was all he. Oh, he's this amazing run blocker. He's gonna be great with the Seahawks. Pass blocking too. And then what does he do, Mike? 
you just summed it yeah, up. Yeah, like a 65-yard catch, I he, think, or He's something making like that. plays outside of the run. He's making plays catching the ball. And if he's able to do that again, we're looking at another year where he might end up getting five, six, six to ten touchdowns. Ooh. Six to ten for six a tight end. Six to ten's a lot. That's like it Pro is, Bowl. Especially for him. So you said and Pro his Bowl. And his role in uh, – I'm not saying Pro Bowl. Ten would get him in the Pro Bowl. It would? I don't know. From a tight end? Yeah. I mean, you got to look at the NFC, though. Kyle Rudolph. That would get him in. That would get him in. Well, I'm not saying he's getting in the Pro Bowl. I'm saying I think you just kind of just said that. Hot take, folks. There <laughs> we go. Don't put me in your hot takes. No, nope, nope. I just that's, did. Just that did. is that is your style. I just but did. You, no, that was Will your declaration. Disley, I'm writing it down. <laughs> Will Disley is very good, and it was unfortunate that he got hurt that early in the season because he was projected to be this great run blocker, and he turned out to be this great tight end that can do two things. Run block, pass block, actually three catch passes, and get get yards after the catch, and that's tough to do from a tight end because they're not the fastest guys usually. No, and, they're they're one of the guys that oh well he's not. I mean he's big, but that's it. He's actually got a little deceptive speed, if I might add, and I think he's gonna have another solid year. Granted, he stays healthy. What do you think, Mike? Uh, yeah, it looks like I'm trying to look. I looked at the NFC tight ends. Uh, while you were talking, yeah, it looks like a lot of them were in that six to ten range in terms of touchdowns. Travis yeah. Kelsey had ten. It's it looks tough. like if he's gonna get, if he gets ten, doesn't mean anything because you still got Travis Kelsey, Kyle Rudolph. There is a lot of talent at the tight end position. Oh, this can't be right. This says Eric Ebron had thirteen. He did. What? Yeah, he was, was a I? working for the Seahawks. <laughs> oh, he's in the AFC. But wow. It's tough, Mike. He had 13 touchdowns? Yeah. No wonder Indy was so damn good. <laughs> Eric Ebron was he doing was, that? He was Andrew Luck's red zone threat. Yeah, so 10, 10 would have led the NFC last year for a tight end and touchdowns. It's good for Will. That's not Oh, me. that's Travis Kelsey. Actually, yeah, 10 definitely would have. I'm looking at this wrong. Oh, okay. George Kittle, Zach Ertz, Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper made the Pro Bowl? This is weird. But, yeah, that's <laughs> Okay, so we have that. I'm going to write that oh, down. Oh, my goodness. Chris says, Will Disley's going to make the Pro Bowl. I'm gonna write that down right here. You guys heard exactly what I said. That's thank you, Mike. Well, you can move on to the next guy. I'm going to make sure I get that down. <laughs> next guy, Shaquem Griffin. We just mentioned oh, him. that's a fun one. We, we mentioned him because the linebacker, the linebacker position has – it's more competitive. The Seahawks went out and got everybody. Who didn't they get, Mike? That's the biggest question. And his performance – Last season, while in the preseason, was actually good. Mike and I were thinking, "Oh, he'll be playing, he'll be playing a lot this season." And then he started playing, and plays were well. He got benched in the first half of his first game. That was terrible. That was just that things. It's like they tried to kill the kids' confidence. My goodness. Well, they they didn't want to lose, Mike. It was either we lose this game, and they lost anyway. We lose this game <laughs> with him starting, or do we bench him and we try to win, and we, we still lose? They lost anyway. Yeah, man. That's they made a decision to bench him. But now going into his second year, Mike, what are you looking forward to seeing from Shaquem Griffin? What can he do, I guess, to make this team? Because right now he's fighting for a spot. I think they have to move him. I think they have to. I don't think you can play him right behind KJ like that. I think you really got to use him as a pass rusher. I think you need to add some weight to him. Uh, Shaquille mentioned that Shaquem is trying to gain weight. I think they need to throw some weight on him. I'm talking like 20 pounds or something like that. Because where is he at, 250 right now? No, no, no. I think he might be less than that. I think he's much lighter than that. 230? Man, there's so much stuff I got to look up in this show. All right, let me see here. He's got to be at least 230. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, 227. Oh, man, he's not even 230. Yeah, I would try to get <laughs> him up to about 242, 240-ish. He's going to put him on the edge then. And then I would have him doing what Jacob Martin's doing. 
Barcavius Mingo type. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I would have him doing that. I'd have him getting after the passer because with Michael Kendricks and you got and Calitro. I, like, I like Cody Barton. They, I like Austin Calitro. Obviously, I like Bobby and KJ. That's five linebackers right there. And then yeah. Jacob Martin. That's six. You know, <laughs> I didn't even mention Ben Burkirvin, who they just took out of, out of Washington. I mean, I really don't trust where Ben went to school, but people overcome bad decisions all the time, so I think Ben will be straight. <laughs> but I just I, I think the best bet is moving him. I really do. I really think you got to move him, throw some weight on him, and say, hey, do what you were doing at UCF. Because he wasn't really covering like that at UCF. UCF, he was getting to the quarterback. You need to get to the quarter, and that's how you get paid. Any indication that they see that the Seahawks might do Pete it? Pete keeps saying they use him as like a blitzer, and some, they really want him behind the line of scrimmage, where that KJ spot, and I just don't see it right now. I don't see that as a way to, to get on the field. Maybe next year, if KJ's not here, but then that's that then means Michael he has to sit in again jail or something like that. Yeah, sometimes you sit for a couple years, but the problem is, you know, can you be good enough on special teams to warrant keeping you around? Because he's still a fifth round pick too. You know, that's tough, and you can't cut him to sneak him on their packet squad. Over. Nope. Someone would claim him just for the story. They would claim him. Then you got to worry about Shaquille's mental after that if you take away his brother. So I, I, I think you have to move him. I really don't think there's a there's a pathway because KJ is not going to want to come off the field. Uh, pass rusher, I mean, a linebacker is not like defensive end with his rotation. Like I nah, just they mentioned. They stay out there no. 98% of the snaps. KJ's going to play all the snaps. He's going to play as many as humanly possible. Bobby's going to play all the snaps. Michael Kendricks is going to be in there, assuming he's not in jail, which is such a weird sentence. But <laughs> assuming he's not in jail, he's going to play. Right? With it. So maybe Cody Barton and Ben Burkirvin don't play, but like there's three right there. And there's no reason to take any of them off the field because they can all do anything. So then you're just asking Shaquem to be special teams again, which is cool. But I think the expectations should be higher. And I think if you're going to be so high on that kid like they are, move him. Move him to where he can get on the field, which kids do all the time. Kids do that in high school. You know that. Kids go in college. They go to their coach and say, hey, coach, how can I get on the field? Sometimes if you're a corner, they would be like, hey, man, I need you to play receiver. <laughs> that's, that's the only way you're going to get on the field. And people switch. People switch. Didn't Harbaugh switch Richard Sherman? Pretty sure Sherman was a, uh, was a receiver. receiver. Yeah. And then he became a DB. Right. And a lot of guys, coaches are telling them, like, look, you want to get on the field? Play safety now. You know, linebacker, you know, do what you got to do. I think they should move him. I think they should have a Jacob Martin, Shaquem Griffin combo at their outside linebacker, uh, kind of Sam spot, and go from there. I think that's the best way to do it. Otherwise, you're just sitting there behind KJ and Michael Kendricks again. And you just got, you got this great talent sitting on the shelf. That's how I would do it. More okay. free advice for the Seahawks. Well, they take it. Man, they, they they be taking our advice sometimes. They took the one on Jimmy Graham. I think the next week he had like two touchdowns. <laughs> That's because Jimmy is nasty, and I can't <laughs> believe they were using him wrong. Like the Seahawks do use people wrong. Jimmy Graham is I think a they great do that. example. <laughs> I think they definitely do that. I think they could have used David Moore a lot last year uh, differently. I think they're, yeah, there's some guys that they don't, they're not using uh, correctly. Russell uh, being one of them. How did they use Trey Flowers last year? Trey Flowers is a good segue into our next guy. Uh, Trey, I don't think I don't need to do anything with Trey. I think this is one of those years. People expect like a big year out of Shaq last year because he was in year two. He had already been a starter. I'm expecting like a better year from Trey. That's two of us. Because I like where Trey's at mentally. Trey's like me. Trey don't. Trey, Trey wants everything. Like if he tips a pass, he's like, "Dang, I should have caught it." Like if he give up a if he give up a deep ball, it's just like you don't even got to say that to him. It's just like, nope. I'm a killer. I'm a kill the next play. Like he's that dude. He has the Mamba mentality. 
kind of, but like a bit more like level headed because I think the Mamba mentality is low key, like hella unhealthy. <laughs> like for real. I think the people, like that Kobe stuff. You remember those Kobe commercials that like had Kanye in them and stuff? And he was like, people were saying stuff to him and he just respond, You're welcome. I always thought that was really weird <laughs> and unhealthy. Like, think of the guys who have, like, the Mamba mentality. Like, think of how weird Kyrie Irving is looking right now. How weird a guy like Kawhi Leonard is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a weird laugh. Like, I don't, yeah, the Mamba mentality, nah. Trey's built, though, mentally in a way. Like, he's just, he got that killer instinct. Like, he wants to lead the team in interceptions and practice. He wants to lead the team in turnovers any way possible, force fumbles, whatever. He wants the ball thrown at him so he can show that he's a badass. So I'm... I think with Trey, I think it's fine. I'm expecting one of the the year we thought we would get from Shaquille last year. I think we will get from Trey, especially because he's staying at the same spot. Remember they moved Shaquille, yeah, to like all right now you're gonna guard the Devonte Adams types. That's a way yeah, that's a way different than like you're gonna guard Geronimo Allison. Like when we play the Packers, like see the difference there. I don't even know Geronimo's still on the damn team over in Green Bay. But like it's just different. You know, and he, I think he held his own a lot last year. I know he had some miscues, but it's rookie stuff. With Trey, I'm real high on him. I think I'm not going to go Pro Bowl. I'm not in the hot take range like you. <laughs> you know, I'm going <laughs> to keep my takes level headed here, but I'm keeping track of your hot ones. Thanks, by Mike. the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with just the year. I don't know how to quantify that. I don't want to put like interceptions on it, but I think we're, at the end of the year, we will feel like, yep, in two years, the Seahawks are going to have to pay Trey Flowers. I'll put good. it that way. Or. Someone is going to have to pay him. Remember, like how the Eagles paid Byron Maxwell and regretted that. Uh, I think someone else got paid from being on the Seahawks. So I Justin think it'll Coleman be just like got that. paid. Yeah, like one of those. Like, oh, he's gonna have to get paid. I think that's that's it's as simple as that. I think he had a really good year last year too. Oh, I was for raving. I was raving. I thought it, it was him and Shaq couldn't cover Nick Mullins <laughs> for one game, but that was two actually two games. Good Mike. God, I think he threw a four for six hundred yards. Yeah. The first game he threw for 400, if I'm what, not mistaken. What the hell? That was so weird. Are we sure Jeff Fisher was on the coach, on the sideline, on the sideline somewhere? Actually, yeah, maybe. Actually, I like the, the Niners coach, though. He handsome. And he's smart. He's like me. <laughs> See what I did there? That was great. Yeah, I don't, uh, Trey, I think they're they're cool with. Our next guy, too, Michael Dixon. Not much to is say. Not, leave that boy alone. All pro as a rookie. Yeah, that's tough. So lucky he didn't hold out for a new deal. <laughs> I think I should be paid more. Did you guys see what I was doing? I was flipping the whole entire field for your, for you guys. And what do you do in return? You don't pay me enough? Nah, I need that bag. Yo, here's here's one thing I will say about Michael Dixon because like we already talked about never kick versus just kick it. All you guys on Chris's side, by the way, are completely wrong, <laughs> and it's okay. I love you anyway, but you are wrong. Never oh, kick it. Man. Never, ever, ever kick Mike's it. Mike's going to lose a few games by never kicking. No, I'm not, because I'm going to score touchdowns. But How are you going to score if you don't get the fourth and, fourth and whatever? I will. I'm going to convert. <sighs> I'm going to run an offense that knows how to convert on fourth down. How about you convert on third? You don't have to worry about fourth. That's true. No, I'm going to do that, too. <laughs> I'm going to run the <laughs> okay, best offense in the league. Oh, With Michael right. Dixon, though, this, I felt really bad for him in the, in the playoff game, because at halftime, remember, Seabass got hurt. Oh, and he had, half. Had, and he yeah. was practicing his field goal kicks. Place right? drop kicks or no? He was he was regular. He was trying them regular. He wasn't drop kicking them, and he was doing it at halftime. You know, I'm at the game, so I'm watching him do it, and I'm like, oh man, this is going really bad. And because it's a playoff game, there's a million cameras there, so Fox I think had a camera on him and was showing some of the misses that he had, and it looked like when you when you uh 
you know, they bring a fan on the field, to, like kick one for like twenty five thousand bucks, something like that. Like here, the Dr Pepper kick challenge, and they just shank it, right? Because it's Joe Schmo from across the street. He doesn't know how to kick. Dang, that is what Michael Dixon's looked like. Like that was bad, real bad. I felt bad for him, but then he made the Pro Bowl. Then you're happy and all pro. Then you're happy. Uh, yeah. And he, he got your name. Uh, Ripping for the Michaels. Same initials and everything. Oh wow, that is true. No, I've definitely thought about this. Me and Michael Dixon are one. <laughs> we, are, we are we are we are brothers. In Who's there. the better punter? Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely him. <laughs> I mean, we're probably just as good at kicking field goals. Jesus, his was bad. <laughs> I like Mike, but those were those those was bad. Those well, were bad. They have Jason Myers. That's true. They don't need him, but <laughs> they have him. I'm not giving up on this never kick thing. I see, Mike. Just kick it, y'all. Never kick. Never kick. Please, please, please. How many dudes we got left? Two. Yeah, Jamarco Jones. Oh, that's a that's a weird one. It's tough because we didn't really see much from him either. It was weird. Someone when I did my roster projection, someone said I shouldn't have had him in there. Uh, and you said why? Well, not well. They explained why, but it was just like he can play both tackle spots, right? So when you're when you're crafting a roster, right, you want to cheat. In other words, a little that's bit. valuable, right? Well, you want guys who can back up. You want you want a starter at every spot and then a backup for your O line. Some teams carry nine offensive linemen. Some carry ten. So the Seahawks, you want to like squeeze out like a Joey Hunt who can be like your backup right guard and your backup center. So you keep nine guys. But with Jamarco, he can be your backup right tackle to Jermaine, or your starter. He can he can beat out Jermaine. That'd be bad, <laughs> but he could. That'd be bad for Jermaine. But like you could have a backup right tackle there, and what you got a backup left tackle with Dwayne Brown. Because I don't think they should put George back over on the left anymore. George is the cool dude, but we saw how that went, and it was bad. It was real bad. It's okay. You can laugh. It was bad. Everyone who listened to the show knows it was bad. George knows it was bad. And it's not even George's fault. George is not a left tackle. He's a power forward. That plays football. Yeah, he, was play, he, was, he was trying to play left tackle at like 265 pounds, playing for Tom Cable. I wish I was covering the team that year. You know how bad I would have ripped into Tom Cable that year for being like, dude, you took a power forward. Yes, I think that's what he was there at Western Kentucky and said, hey, man, play the most important spot on our offense other than quarterback. I know you've never done it. Do it anyway. <laughs> also, I know you're too small. Do it anyway. And it's just like, Tom, that's the dumbest thing you could possibly think of. You know, so with Jamarco, I think if you have him as your backup, I think you're in a good spot. What do you think? I don't know, to be completely <laughs> honest. I, I really don't know. I can't blame you. I, I really can't blame you. I haven't seen much. You that, gotta come out to mini camp, man. I'll be th- I'll be there this week. Yeah, come mini out mini camp. I'll be there, but I don't want to s- say anything. And then I just really don't. No, know. no. I think it's time for a hot take. What's your Jamarco Jones hot take? <laughs> Putting you on the spot. Here we go. I need you to play five games. That's mm-hmm. a hot take. No, nope, I need a something hotter. That's like the mild sauce. <laughs> I don't have a hot take. You no. give a hot take. It seems like you're the one that has one for Jamarco. With JJ, give me your hot take, Mike. Mm, I think. I think it's reasonable to expect that he like can win the right tackle job. Wow. See that's that's how you do a hot take. Thank you, Mike. I learned something valuable. Yeah, today. I'm just how to do you a know. hot take. You know, I'm professional Mike. at this now. <laughs> yeah. That's how you do a hot take. To Are, be you gonna write that in? No. No. We're only writing down yours. Oh, that's not no. Okay. We're not writing down mine. <laughs> no. We might even cut that audio out of here. <laughs> no, like, we're leaving the audio in no, audio it, in there. We might have to just DeMarco cut it out. DeMarco Jones, Mike is saying he might end up being the right tackle. No, I didn't. Did I say that? No, I didn't say that. What did you say? I, I said uh, Jacob Martin as a <laughs> sixth round pick for the Seahawks in 2018 here 
Uh, Great segue, by the way. Oh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. What did you think of his 2018? Or his, yeah, his 2018, Jacob Martin. More of consistency with him. I know he can do it. Mm-hmm. He had flashes. We all saw it. It's consistency. He he and Rashad Penny have that same issue of how can I be consistent? Where can I find balance? Do you think he should start over no. Bar- Barkevius this year at that oh, spot? Oh, over his experience would say yes, but if who's Bar- Barkevius? Barkevius, yes. His experience of being there and playing and knowing that's what would keep him. But if he's not gonna do anything with that, you got to let Jacob Martin go out there and play. You got to give him an opportunity. Granted, last season, as I mentioned, he wasn't con- he wasn't putting in consecutive plays. He would hit and miss. He had a really high like pr- pressure rate, like on when he I forget it's like fifteen percent or something like that. He was generating a pressure on pass rush snaps or something like that. Really high, actually. It was up there with some of the guys like not Frank, but like in the Frank ish realm. And that's another reason why you should give him a shot. Barkevius, first round pick. Back to your point. <laughs> I mean. First round pick, I expect you to be something. He's been in the league for now. He's going in his fifth year. Is uh, he's in the 2013 class that the Seahawks oh, love I so mean, much. The Seahawks love with the 2013 draft class is like kind of creepy. I mean, they believe in him as well. They believe in the entire first <laughs> round of the 2013. <laughs> for real, they had like five guys. Dude, the 26, the 2013 draft, they've had. He's going in his sixth year now. They've had okay. Luke Jokel. Um, Ziggy Ansah is in that same class. DJ Fluker is in the same class. Uh, who we just say? Barcavius Mingo's in the same class. Sheldon Richardson is in that same class. Dude, they, they want the whole. That's like five dudes. I think the 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 corner they signed, Jamar Taylor, I think is in that draft class. I'm pretty sure Eddie Lacy is in that draft class. Jesus, it's uh, a lot of people. Uh, yeah, that's that's the whole first round. It feels <laughs> like they tried to they tried to get. It's just maybe they're ridiculous. trying too hard. But I think Jacob Martin needs needs to be pushed, and getting him. The playing time, the experience would do so. We gave we gave a sack. I said six sacks for Rasheen. What do you? Jacob had three last year. So what do you think for Jacob? I think 2019. Jacob twenty nineteen. Give me five sacks. Mm, I think he needs more. You think? Why do you think he needs more? Because they don't have Frank, man, and I'm worried about them getting to the damn quarterback every well, week. Well, let's let's just do a little fun math here. Nas, how many sacks do you think he has? Uh, he's a DT, so I would say like three would be fine. All right, we got three there. Okay. How many sacks for Rasheem? Six. That's nine right there. How many sacks for Jacob Martin? I would say six as well. Well, look at that. We're already at 15. This is going to be hard for me to keep up with. Go ahead, though. All right. Let's see. Who else are we going to name? Quentin <laughs> Jefferson. I'd say you need like five there. That's 20 sacks. Right okay. now, we're at 20. Yeah. Give me give me another like eight from Ziggy. That's 28. And give me 10 from Jay Reed. That's 38. You're and right just now. Give me, just give me two from Puna. You get you got forty sacks from one season. You know what that puts you? With that you, league or something? Man, you would be pretty close. I think last really? season. Yeah. You get forty sacks from your from everyone. I mean, we named the the heavy hitters pretty much the best guys on the Seahawks team for the most part. Mm-hmm. You get forty sacks, you're in the conversation for leading the NFL, if not leading the NFL. Really? You're there. Let's see. Well, that's a good question. I don't know. Hmm. You're right there. Uh, while well, I look it up, who else we got left? Do we got well, any, do we got Alex, listener questions? Yeah, we're not using the Alex McGill, but yeah, we'll go over the listener questions. Stephen Collin, what first or second year guy do you think is going under the radar right now that fans should know about, pay more attention to? Thanks for the pod, guys. Always fun. It's from Stephen. Uh, we talked a lot about the, the second year guys this year, so I, I think 
I want to go with a, a rookie. I think Phil Haynes. Uh, the Wake Forest. Okay. Yeah, the, the guard they drafted. I really. I mean, my guy, your potty just got hurt again. Yeah, I was. That and, was. And that OTAs, sucks. man. Like, that sucks. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with them, but you know, like, come on, man. No, I. So I, I really don't think they can count on him. Okay. So actually, wow, forty wouldn't lead the league at all. By the way, it wouldn't. Nah, man. The Steelers led the league. Looks like with uh. Fifty-two. Oh no 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 no! That's time sacked. Oh. Why can't I find that stat? You scared me. I was about 50 sacks. I'm thinking, bro, are they playing Madden? That's that's a lot of sacks. Uh, you're right. You're right. You get My 50 bad. in a year. Okay, here we go. Cleveland had 37. Oh, then yeah, that's fine. Lead the league in sacks. Jesus, Mike. I want to go to the Super Bowl. You know where the Seahawks were last year? Bad. Actually, hang on. Let's see. Well, here. Frank and Jay Reed had like 20. Excuse me. It was, let's see. I think it was. I think you were right, Mike. Mm, 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 See, mm. I knew I was on to something. Kansas City had 52 sacks. Okay, so the Seahawks a, get 40. They're right. They're they're, they're they're mid. They're with the L.A. Rams. They had 41. That's tough, Mike. No, it's not. Oh, yes, it is. No, it's not. That's to my point. All right. Seattle last season, they had 43 with Frank Clark. Yeah. Get 40 without him. Woo. Who else didn't I say? I said... Yeah, I, I got all the guys, I think. Yeah. Oh, LJ Collier. Throw four in there for him. That's 44. Bang. <laughs> that puts him in the top 10. Give uh, give Al Woods one. Hmm? 45. 45? If, if they get 45, they're top eight Am now. I missing anybody? We're going to no. go back and be, dang, who do we? Okay. All no, right. I think that's it. I got the defensive tackles in it's there. a lot of sacks, but okay. Y- yes. Don't want be like Oakland with only 13. You need a Yeah, no, Oakland is terrible. You need a pass rush. <laughs> that's true. I w- my bad. Did I answer Steven's question? I believe you about Phil Haynes. You you said it, but just add a little more. My bad. My bad, Steven. I think Phil Haynes is the guy to watch. I think he's one of the rookies that like has a really easy path to a uh, to a starting spot. To be honest, I think I think Marquise Blair has a good good shot at getting a starting spot because he really just has to beat out like Tedrick, I would think. And who else? Obviously, LJ, DK, but like Phil Haynes as well. We're, like LJ's getting talked about a lot. DK's getting talked about a lot. I think Phil Haynes on that unit could be like one of those surprise, like really good rookie picks. Like one of those at the end of the year when like someone like Pro Football Focus ranks all the rookies on offense, like Phil Haynes ends up as one of the top guys. Okay. I all like right. that. Is that a hot take? No, that's just answer the question. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I feel good about it. And our last question comes from. Turns 44, Ryan Turner. Oh, yay. What up, man? Gentlemen, let's take a broad look at the division, NFC West, that is. What moves did the three did the three other teams make that you liked? And did the Hawks do enough to catch the Rams? Keep killing it, guys. Hmm. That's a really good question, Ryan, actually. I think that the main moves that teams made, one, I liked uh, the Rams draft class. Uh, I liked the Taylor Rat pick uh, by the Rams this year. Um, did the Rams make any any other big moves that I could – not that I – I mean, they're still the best team by a lot, I think. I think they're actually the best team by a lot. Uh, I liked uh, I liked the Kyler Murray draft pick. I thought that was a good move. The Niners, I don't really – I mean, they paid another running back. Like, how can you go back-to-back back years right? of paying a running back? Yeah, they paid Jarek McKinnon. He got hurt. I understand that. And then the very next year, you pay Tevin Coleman. It's like, okay, uh, what you doing? I think they really could have used upgrade at receiver. You know, I think the dude they have is really fast. What's his name? Uh, the, uh, the U-Dub, I know you're talking no, no, about, no, too. No, 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 no. The, the other guy. The other oh, guy. Tyler Goodwin. 
Marquise Goodwin. Or excuse me, Marquise, Marquise Goodwin. Goodwin. I think they use could use an upgrade there. If you're trying to beat the Rams, like I think everything should be started with winning your division, right? Your team should be form, uh, like formed with the idea that we need to be the best team in the division, right? So you want to have a good O-line, obviously, because if you're the in the NFC West, Aaron Donald is part serial killer, part defensive tackle. <laughs> so you need to like figure out how to stop him. Then you realize you can't. So you're just like, we're going to throw it quick. But, you know, that's how you start. You realize, okay, who, passing is the wave right now, right? That's the wave in the league. Best passing offense is the Rams. Cool. How can we get our passing offense to look like that? Well, I think the Niners should have been one of those teams to go after A.B. and get him, you know? And then you want to start with your passing defense. I think they should have been one of the teams in the running for someone like Earl. Earl Thomas, that is. So I think they, they're they not in it for me. I think the the Cardinals getting J.R. Sweezy was a good was a good pickup. Again, I like the Kyler Murray pickup. I don't know how good the uh, – was the receiver they drafted Andy Isabella? I think out of UMass. I think was the the other rookie that they got. I know I pulled that one, <laughs> kind of out of my ass just now. Sorry about that. <laughs> our my man CJ Holmes at the Athletic, who does our Arizona stuff, he has a really good feature on Isabella. That's why he's in my head. Um, I I don't think anyone did anything to catch the Rams though. It's I, tough. Well, the Seahawks <laughs> I think are kind of at like a neutral. I think they didn't get better or worse. I think they're pretty like even. I think losing Frank is huge. Losing Doug is even bigger. Right, like think about it. Just just focus on those two things. They lost Doug Baldwin and Frank Clark, and they got a bunch of rookies to to fill. They got a bunch of rookies and Ziggy to fill that spot. You feel good about that? You feel about them being good about them being better than the Rams? No, not better than the Rams. They might be second in the NFC West. Like, does anything that anything they've done they with their passing be. defense, like with Shaquille and Trey, and even if they got like. Tedrick, Bradley, maybe you mix in Akeem King, Mar- Marquise Blair. Does any of that make you feel like they can stop Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Deceptive Speed King, Brandon Cooks, and Todd Gurley? Not yet, not to this extent. The Rams are really good. There's a reason they beat the Seahawks in Seattle and L.A. They whooped them by 30 a couple years ago. Like, it's, no. The Rams are far and away better than the Seahawks. And I think the Seahawks need to play a perfect game to beat the Rams, where the Rams can just play a good game and beat the Seahawks, even in Seattle. So I think the other teams made good moves. I think the Seahawks made some good moves. We we talked about their offseason stuff a couple shows ago, I think. Maybe that was just last week, uh, to be honest. But no, I don't think anyone's done enough to beat the Rams because the Rams have Aaron Donald. <laughs> the Rams have Aaron freaking Donald, who might be the best football player ever. I'm not, I'm not joking. Not best defensive player, best football player ever. That could be a hot take. Is that? It's pretty hot. I think he's on pace to be. I think, like, I know we get prisoner of the moment because we're all so young and we're, we, we're, we're in an age where we have to talk about stuff immediately after it happens in this 24-hour news cycle. But, like, Mike Trout, clearly, like, on pace to be the best baseball player ever. Aaron Donald, clearly on pace to be, like, one of the best defensive players, probably football players Ever. There's some things that are just like on point. Like when LeBron was coming up, it was like, okay. Chosen one. Clearly on pace to be one of the best basketball players ever. Because the Rams have that, Todd Gurley, a smart coach in Simon McVay, who they're hiring all of his second cousins to be NFL head coaches elsewhere, I think you got to do a lot more than just sign Ziggy Ansas and have some decent draft picks. And But you got Russ. Yeah, it's like those those are all good moves, but the Rams are still as I said, the Seahawks are at like a neutral. I don't think they're they got better or worse. They're probably right about ten wins again. The Rams might win like thirteen. 
<laughs> right? Right. Like, you know, they're still Todd Gurley on a bum knee, right? It's still nasty. You know, Pro Bowl. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, they are. Well, yeah, no, that's a good question by Ryan though. But no, we well, got to do a lot more. To be, they would have need to have gotten a B for me to be like, yo, okay, or traded for o- Odell Beckham. If there, that's what I don't like about the Niners. If there, if those two guys are on the market and you're the Niners and you need to upgrade and you got the cap space, you already found your quarterback. Uh, getting OBJ or AB was is what I would have done. I would have done what necessary to make that happen, especially because I don't think Oakland gave up that much to get him to get AB. That is, I don't remember what the Browns gave up uh, to get OBJ. Dang. Okay, Mike. I'm GM all over mode. today. Yeah, I think I could run a team. Nothing wrong with that. Is that a hot take? I don't know if that's a hot take. That might just be. I'm serious. I don't know how good my team would be, but I think that's I could not do a it. Good, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be the. How you, good is the Jets? <laughs> they do think they can run the team too. They dude just got fired because he gave C.J. Mosley a million dollars, hundred million dollars. Like here's C.J. Mosley, here here Le'Veon Bell, here fund your next mixtape with eighty million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, that's why they got him up out of there, right? Like he thought he could run a team too. He can, so I can too. I don't know what to say to that. It's been another episode. I'm confident. Seahawks man to man. Mike is very confident. Tell you know, yeah, let Mike know. Do you think he can run a team? If so, which team do you think he should run? Let me know. Actually, you know what? You guys pick the team that he should run. Out of all the 32 teams in the NFL, you guys, let Mike know which team you think he can take over and not win games, but just be, just run things, run the show. Uh, Yeah, I'm confident. I think I can run any team in the league. That would be fun. Absolutely. They'd probably have a new podcast. Also, the 49ers' first draft pick was terrible, so I definitely don't like what they did this offseason. Uh-oh. Yeah. (laughs) Go Google who that was. And go Google why I think the draft pick was terrible. On that note. (laughs) Yeah, I have no shame about that. Be sure to follow Mike where? Uh, On the tweet machine. They know where they can follow me, man. There it is. They already know what it is. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. They know what it is at this point. Yeah. Hit us on iTunes, all that good stuff. That is true. Follow me on Twitter at CKIDD206. Again, that's CKID206. We'll catch y'all after this minicamp, man. Uh, oh, wait. One last thing. One last thing. We got we got confirmation from a source, right, that Ugo can, oh, he does, by the in way, fact, need glasses. Good call. I've, I, I, all right. Before we get out of here, I got a DM. You don't have to say from who, but just source, clo- source close to Ugo Amadi, the rookie. That got a DM saying he's actually... Has bad vision, yes. as you do, Chris. Yes. And he wears prescription. Yes. And I was, my heart was, I said, There oh. you go. I said, thank you. Just like me and Michael Dixon, brothers, you and Ugo Amadi. Get to meet him on, on Tuesday. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll have to say, hey, man, happy that you, you should be like, side. You should be like, I'm blind, too. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say that. Yes, you should. <laughs> you should. Well, we'll catch you all later. We are out.